It's not as if she were a, a maniac. A raving thing. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Haven't you? Does it seem like I take breaks often? Yeah, apparently I do. I like to go on vacation and I like to do fun shit. So I spent the, it was five days in Utah meeting up with my dear friend Michael with We Love Horror Podcast. You guys, we had the best time. I had a great time meeting him. But now it's time for some child's play. So on this 13th episode of Wednesday Wine and Horror, I'll be reviewing, and of course, you know me, trash talking, Child's Play 3. Batteries are not included, but your soul will do just fine. Now it's time for me to whine. Oh, that was really cute. Love it. So you guys, before I get started with my rant on Child's Play 3, I do want to introduce the wine that I'm going to be drinking throughout this episode. It is a red blend. It's called the Headliner. That's the name of the wine. Uh, it's from Target. That's all I know. Basic bitch shit. My sister got it for my birthday. And it's really good. It's 13.9% uh, alcohol by volume. <laughs> so y'all know shit's about to get real fucked up in this episode. Hopefully I don't screw this up since I just like to take breaks like I mentioned before. I, you know, like to travel. And so I got a little... Um, off track and recording my episodes, but I'm back. Fucking sorry, Jack. Heather's back kind of shit. So now we're fixing to get into fucking Child's Play 3. All right, you guys. So we're going to start off at the beginning, as usual. We start off in the Good Guy Doll Factory. And, you know, in part two, I think they like blew it up or they caught part of it on fire in order to try to kill Chucky. Already. It's like, what do we need to learn by now? You can't fucking kill any of these motherfuckers. They never die. But anyway, so you have all these guys in there. They're clearing up all their all the body parts of the dolls. And of course, one of them like pokes one of the good guy dolls. I guess he's picking them up kind of like you would like you'd pierce trash. So he picks them, he, he pierces him to pick him up. And of course, there's blood uh, because Chucky... Is fucking human because he didn't get to put his soul into anybody just yet. So, um, that's the gist of that. You know, he turns human if he can't get his soul into another person, like I just said. So, anyway, then you, at, at the beginning, you have this whole weird scene where a new Chucky doll is being made. And I really like, I won't whine about this so much, but I really like the way that they made it look like it was melting. Almost like this melting wax stuff. And... Of course, they're having to create the new Chucky. Here he is. And right when they get his face created, 
You have the doll's mouth that opens, and he yells, Oh, no! Yeah, bitch, because he's back. He knows. He's like, shit. I wouldn't want to be a doll. I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to be a fucking, uh, especially an ugly-ass doll like Chucky. Anyway, we're going to move forward. And so, we're in this meeting room. You have these ad execs there. And they're kind of going over the story of when Andy had his freak out with Chucky in the, you know, the first Child's Play. And because of all this happening... They're basically wondering if putting the good guy doll out would be a good idea. Uh, you know, because the fucking doll murdered all these people, so that's bad press, right? Well, you have this one old man named Sullivan. I guess he's like the head of the company, head of good guys. I don't fucking know. And look, you could tell that he just wants money. He doesn't actually give a shit about the traumatic events that occurred with Andy years before all this. He doesn't give a shit about that. It's just like money, 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 like Mr. Krabs on Spongebob. That's all he cares about. Well, anyways, so they're all chit-chatting about it, and it's kind of like throwing out their ideas to see whether or not it would be a good idea. Of course, he overrules them, and they end up, as a gift, one of the other guys gives Sullivan a good guy doll. No, that's not a good idea ever, okay? It's just not. So we move, we move forward, and Sullivan is back at his apartment. He's having a drink, and he's lighting his stogie. And the box, you know, that the good guy doll is in, is kind of sitting there. But my thing is, is like, did you really fucking think that Chucky was going to stay in that fucking box? Uh, nah. He's, he's escaped. He's out of it. But... You know, Sullivan is just chilling, he's relaxing, and he even gets his golf clubs out. I think he's, like, playing, like, some putt-putt or something. His apartment or whatever he lives in is fucking huge. Anyway, so he sees that the TV has turned off, because he had it on previously, and he sees that it's turned off, and he goes to reach under, underneath the couch for the remote, which, you know, that's not a good idea, but Chucky... His little bitty hand slides it over to him, and then it's like, I would question right then, like, why in the actual fuck did the remote just decide to slide up near my hand? I guess maybe he just wasn't paying attention. I don't really know. Anyway, so then you don't see Chucky's, like, face just yet, but you see that he knocks over a jar of marbles. Okay, he throws them, they're all over the ground, which makes Sullivan bust his stupid ass. And, you know, he's laying there on the ground. He's an older man. Might take him a hot minute to get up. And, of course, all the toys are turning on. And I'm just like, look, get your old ass up already. He's still laying on the ground. If I'm going to hear all these toys going the fuck off, I'm going to get up. I'm going to try to get out of there. Well, you have these two good guy dolls. Uh, that just keep repeating, you know, hi, my name is Larry. I like to be hugged. And I think one of the other good guy doll dolls, I think his name was like Tom. Not really sure. It's just super creepy. Well, of course, here comes fucking Chucky. He, his, one of his first lines that he says is, don't fuck with the Chuck. And I'm going to stop there for a second because... Obviously, super corny, super stupid. It's like, really? So, in part three, they just wanted to give Chucky all these, like, dumb, sarcastic one-liners. And they're really not that great. But anyways, 
he ends up shooting Sullivan with a dart, you know, and then proceeds to strangle him with a fucking yo-yo string. Um, and that kills him. So, kill scene. That, that's like, you took a yo-yo string, and I don't know if you guys have ever played with one. I feel like they're pretty heavy duty, but it's a fucking doll. Like, why the fuck are you letting this stupid-ass doll defeat you? That was always my thing in the rest of the series, you know, the rest of the franchise. Like, the first one made sense, and I, yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good. But the rest of them, uh, you guys know by now. Kick that fucking... You know what? Punt that fucking ugly-ass red-headed doll out the window. But Chucky also says, My God, there's nothing like a strangulation to get the circulation going. Um, and that's one of his other stupid, I guess, one-liners. And anyway, so after he kills Sullivan, you know, he's on the computer because apparently, uh, maybe it's because he has the the soul of Charles Lee Ray in him, that he's smart enough to know how to use a computer. This movie was actually made in uh, 91. So, I mean, computers weren't super advanced at this point. But anyway, he's on the computer because he's looking to find Andy. That's the whole point of this movie, is that he's got to find Andy because he needs to transfer his fucking soul into him. Uh, okay, well, anyways, he ends up looking it up, and he sees where Andy's at. He's like, oh, military school. Huh, okay, here we go. So, off to military school we go. So, Andy has been in several foster care homes, uh, mainly because his mom had, like, this wicked, you know, mental breakdown, and uh, I guess it, it explains it more in part two, but, you know... That's why he's kind of jumped from foster care to foster care and through all these homes because, well, his mom can't take care of him. Well, anyway, well, you see him talking to our next character. It's uh, Colonel Cochran, who tells him that he turns bedwetters into men because he kind of knows that Andy, well, he thinks, let me just say this, he thinks that Andy is a little shit starter because of all the stuff that's happened. But Andy really ain't, it's not his fault. Chucky's fucking ruining his life. But anyway, so he tells him that. And Andy's hair in this one in part three, which is a different guy who plays uh, Andy, is actually Justin Whalen, I believe. Uh, so it's not the original Andy from part one and part two. Uh, so his hair is like kind of mullet. He has like this mullet hairstyle thing going on. And uh, he needs a haircut because, duh, it's the fucking military. Like, you can't go in there with long hair. And anyway, so he goes uh, down to where the barber's at. He gets his haircut. And while he's sitting in the chair, there's a good guy commercial that comes on the TV. And you can see that it's triggering him. It's freaking him out because, uh, obviously, you know, it's fucking Chucky. Like, he knows that, like, this, this fucking doll is still after him. He just knows it. And, um, anyway, while he's in there getting his hair cut and all this shit's going on, there's another younger kid in there with him. And so the little boy sees the commercial, and it's like this weird slow motion shot of him saying, Wow. Uh, not well, not wow, fella. No. No. You, gonna, you think that shit, but you wait till you get one. Anyway, let's move on. 
So, to me, the next scene, they show that he has this new haircut. And they didn't really buzz it as short as I thought. Like, I'm thinking military. I'm thinking G.I. Jane kind of buzzed head bullshit. But they just kind of gave him, like, this stylish haircut, which is fine. All right. He's kind of cute. That's fine with me. And um, so, anyway, Andy ends up meeting his roommate, Whitehurst. And he lets him know that they are in hell. Because Whitehurst is having a fucking horrible time there. He's not really cut out for this military school. And um, in this whole scene, and if you, I'm sure most of you guys have seen Full Metal Jacket, I got those vibes from this. Because... It, there was just something about it with the White Hearst's, uh character. It reminded me of, uh, is it uh, Vincent, Di- Vincent D'Onofrio? Am I saying that right? I'm not sure, but his character in Full Metal Jacket. You know, he was kind of like trying his best, and he fucking, everybody was giving him a hard time, but he tried so hard, and he just couldn't fucking do anything right. And anyway, so that's that's who he reminds me of. So... The next that we see, we have Shelton, who is their leader. And, y'all, he's just a sack of dicks, like, really. It's just, like, this younger kid that has too much authority. And he starts yelling at Andy and also Whitehurst. And then you have De Silva. De Silva. I guess that's her last name. And she's a lady, of course. So she ends up sticking up for Andy uh, by calling Shelton an asshole. Because... You know, like, clearly, nobody wants to be berated like that, but they are anyway. And he gets pissed off, and he makes her do 25 push-ups, and I'm gonna have to say she served his ass on that, because she did them. He's all like, do do one of them one-handed, or do some one-handed, and it's like, okay, this bitch is a beast. She didn't give a fuck, so she did them all. Well, we're gonna jump to the next scene, but I'm gonna drink some of my wine, because this is actually really good. So, kudos to my sister for being such a good little sister uh, and getting me wine for my birthday. Which is kind of funny, actually. I, I also um, I also got her wine for her birthday. Uh, you know, because that's what we do. We both love wine a whole lot. So, anyway, we'll move on. So, we have our little fellow, Tyler. Uh, he was the little boy from... The beginning that was like, oh, wow. He was a little kid that was in there with Andy while he was getting his hair cut. And Tyler is bringing this unsuspecting package to Andy. Yeah, it's fucking Chucky. Like, I would have known that shit had it not been wrapped up. But, of course, Chucky's going to mail himself to fucking Andy because, well, he wants to kill him. Well, anyway, he drops it down some stairs because the package is pretty big and Tyler is a small guy. He's a small little fellow. And he drops it down some stairs and some of the wrapper tears off and then he fucking sees, yeah, it's a good guy doll. And you guys, you know he wanted one. He loves them. I don't understand why these kids were so fucking fascinated with this ugly ass doll. But he takes the package down to open it and... Okay, he shouldn't have been doing this, right? Because this is not his fucking package. It's like, you don't mess with people's mail. And y'all, this was the only part of the whole fucking movie that might kind of make you jump like a tiny bit because Chucky's ass just jumps right out of the plastic, like literally right out of the front part of the box and says, who the fuck are you to Tyler? Okay, well, yeah, you're not Andy. So he's like, who the fuck is this? 
Well, Tyler is like, oh, I thought you only said three sentences. Uh, that was his only reaction. Like, you had this doll that just fucking jumped out of a package, and your only response is, I thought you only said three sentences? I would be, I probably would have shit my pants a little bit if an actual doll jumped out of a case and, you know, was talking to me. Anyway, Chucky tells them, hey, he's new and improved. So, of course, this whole scene makes me laugh so much because it's just so cheesy. It's like, no, you would not, that is not a normal response, but of course it's a fucking movie and I trash talk stupid movies. So, anyway, Chucky is letting Tyler know that basically Andy is his ticket to a new life. But, you guys, he can also see that Tyler just needs a friend. So, he kind of tones down his assholishness. Is that a word? Well, guess what? We just made it a word. Don't care. Don't care. I do what I want. So, anyway, we'll move forward some more because there's all... You know, in this movie, as with most of the movies that I tend to talk about and review and trash talk or whatever it is that I'm actually doing, um, they just, the scenes just all kind of blah together. None of it, to me, really makes that much sense. Anyway, so we go uh, and we see Andy. He's learning how to shoot at targets because that's part of military stuff. Well, you guys, so De Silva, De Silva, I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. Anyway, she's thirsty for Andy. Like, legit thirsty. Like, and you can tell. But the weird thing is, um, for me, in this scene, it was kind of a cringe. I guess you say, like, cringy in a way. But Andy is only supposed to be, I think, about 16. And, well, she looks way older to me. So, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson, I guess. Go get yours. Well, anyway, we jump back to Tyler and Chucky, and Chucky is, <laughs> so Chucky, you know, is like, he's got to get his soul out so that he can fucking get out of that doll, so Chucky's playing hide the soul with Tyler, yeah, he, I guess he decided to try to steal uh, Tyler's soul, and the whole time he's doing it, look, Tyler just doesn't like all of his swearing, because he cusses a lot, like, Chucky's a fucking dick, like, all he says is, fuck the shit damn like he cusses so much and um anyway so Tyler kind of tells him like don't swear well they end up getting caught um by Colonel Cochran and told that they don't play with dolls in the military you know in the military you don't play with fucking dolls uh, anyway so we go back to Shelton and he's a fucking dick of course to all these kids um because that's, I guess it's like a, um, he has like a complex or something. I don't know. He's just an asshole. But then you see Andy, who sees Colonel Cochran carrying the Chucky doll. And the look on Andy's face is just like, oh shit. Like, he's about to shit his fucking pants. Well, Shelton lets Andy know that a rifle is a soldier's best friend. Because this whole scene, they're like outside. So, I guess they're kind of going over some drills or something. Well, like, Andy doesn't know how to really use a gun, but in the army, a rifle is a soldier's best friend. So, anyways, um, Colonel Cochran, you know, he has the Chucky doll, so he goes and takes and throws Chucky into the trash. And the trash, per the trash man or whatever, he's about to, you know, drive the truck off and be taken away. Y'all, look, this part right here, 
I swear to God. Also, kill scene coming up. This sneaky little motherfucker, he lures the trash man out of the truck because he's kind of making some noise inside the trash guy's like, oh, what the fuck's going on in the back of my trash truck? And he gets the trash, the trash man gets trapped. That's a lot of trash man trapped. You just say that like five times fast while you're drinking. Anyway, so he becomes trapped in the back. And like I said, kill scene, his arm is chopped off. I think he gets smushed by the shit that smashes your trash. I don't I don't know, but his he's fucking dead. They goodbye. Chucky again takes another victim. So I've been taking another break. Just because um I want to drink some more of my wine. And also, I have to say that uh, my allergies have been acting up so crazy. Uh, Living here in Louisiana, our pollen is fucking outrageous. And when I went to Utah, I really didn't feel all stopped up. And then I come back home and I'm like, oh, (laughs) back to fucking hell. Because, yeah, the pollen is like, your vehicle will basically be yellow. It's fucking awful. Not as awful as this movie. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see about that. So anyway, now we go back to the bunks and um, Andy needs to unpack his shit because once again in the military, there's always a surprise inspection, and so you got to put your shit up. And you see that Whitehurst, his roommate, is shining Shelton's shoes. You know, Shelton is the guy who's the dick. I guess he's kind of like the leader over them. Uh, no. I'm not shining his fucking shoes. Anyway, we also see Chucky hiding in a chest, like in the fucking room with these guys. This doll's hiding in a, like a little chest thing. And uh, so Andy, you know, he just goes about his business and he is, uh, well, well, let me back up. Whitehurst ends up leaving the room and Andy continues to unpack and he, he pulls out this picture of he and his mom, you know, when he was younger. And he sits down on the bed. And he starts to just get the rest of his shit out of his suitcase. And as he, so he's sitting on the bed, kind of uh, bent over, getting the shit out of his suitcase. Well, Chucky's underneath the bed. And he does a good old gauge pet cemetery swipe across the back of his ankles. You know, slices them. And... It kind of makes Andy, it startles Andy, of course, and he kind of falls over. And, and it, But this is my thing. He'd been worried about fucking Chucky all this time and scared shitless. His only response, once he sees that it's Chucky, is that, I, you know, I thought we killed you. Uh, you didn't. And Chucky also comes back with, you just can't keep a good guy down. I, okay. Well, no, I mean, you can't. But in this fucking instant, uh, he's a doll, so you can't keep a good doll down, is what I would say. Well, anyway, so they have this, this, this whole scene again, super stupid. Chucky sees Andy has a Playboy magazine. I think it was Playboy. And uh, he was like, my how, have, my, how have you grown? Jesus fucking Christ. Basically... For you guys that didn't understand my English there, because I can't fucking talk anymore, basically he was just like, he's turned into a big boy now. He's got titties in his suitcase. Anyways, so, you know, obviously Andy is like, what the fuck, you know, what the fuck's going on? 
Well, Chucky kind of lets him know, like, look, he's, I don't think he needs him anymore. He's basically basically going to put his soul in to Tyler, the little kid. Well, this upsets Andy. Andy decides to throw a fucking shoe at Chucky, a shoe, because that's going to help tremendously. And I have to say, too, y'all, Chucky's hair is ten kinds of fucked up in this movie. Like, his shit, he don't look like he brushed it. It don't look like he done shit with his nothing, right? I guess part three, he's had to come back already. So, you know, he didn't have time for all that. And, um, you know, anyway, the whole thing is that happens. He leaves because, of course, Chucky gets away because Andy threw a fucking shoe at him. That's not going to do anything. Well, Andy is still determined to find Chucky. He's got to get him because he's trying to make sure that he saves Tyler. He's got to save Tyler. He doesn't want Tyler's soul to be taken by Chucky. Well, he ends up um, sneaking into Shelton's room. Andy does. And he notices that this huge ass, like, I don't know what kind of knife it was. It was big. Does that count as something? Um, It's missing from the wall. Okay. So, Chucky comes right up behind Andy, and now Shelton is awake and pissed off. But this whole time, all this shit's going on, it, no, no, nothing else is happening. It's just like, oh, let me go sneak into this guy's room, and then Chucky's right there, and then you wake up Shelton, and so Shelton, like I said, he's pissed off, and he's basically going to punish everybody because they woke him up, and they're misbehaving, and... Um, you know, Shelton has, he takes everybody outside, and not only was he punishing them for that, he was also also punishing everybody because the doll came up missing. Um, once the doll, it was, you know, taken out of the trash after he killed the trash man, basically, I think what it was is Shelton was just like, oh, I'm going to keep the doll, because he was just like, oh, I'm going to give it to my little cousin or whatever, something. Well, he gets pissed off because it's like, well, the doll's missing. It's because the doll's fucking alive, Shelton. Get your shit together. Anyway, so moving forward, we have Chucky, of course, who is looking for Tyler. Still looking for him because they have not gotten to play their fucking, you know, uh, game yet. So Chucky, like, pulls back the covers and he sees that there's, like, a little handwritten note. Written by Tyler saying to come find him. Well, Tyler wants to play fucking hide-and-seek with Chucky because Tyler just thinks that Chucky really is just his friend. Look, Chucky ain't got time for this nonsense. He does not. He needs his soul, and he needs to get out of this doll body. And also, I don't know why this kid isn't afraid of Chucky. Like I said, if a doll came to life in front of me, I'm getting the fuck away. Uh, I would try to kill it but no Tyler's just like you're my BFF like whatever so Tyler's basically leading Chucky on this wild goose goose chase and Chucky's calling out to Tyler to come and calls him a son of a bitch he does he calls this child a son of a bitch which I mean obviously he's just like fed up with his shit so you see De Silva De Silva why the fuck can I not say that De Silva. That's just so fucking stupid. That's stupid. That's like two last names almost. They know that I'm going to try to pronounce this shit while I'm drinking. Anyway, that bitch and this other bitch, 
you know, they're sneaking around the school and they're trying to find the personnel records on Andy because De Silva has a huge crush on Andy and I guess she just wants to find out like, you know, what's what what's his story. And uh, so they open the records or they, they get into his records and kind of looking at it and uh, you see that the girls come up upon Tyler. Well, he's just holding Chucky. Like he's just sitting there holding the doll. And De Silva asks Chucky what his name is and he says the famous line of, Hi, I'm Chucky and I'm your friend to the end. Bullshit. Ha ha ha. You know, like, no, he's not your friend at all ever. Well, they think the doll's so cute. And they they should have left that damn doll alone. I mean, it did... Now, Chucky did need some help. He needed a makeover. But anyway, so they think the doll's really cute. And so she starts to put lipstick on him. And you can tell. Like, even though the doll's not moving, it's just like, oh, God, you're really about to, like, you know, piss this doll off. And... With all with all of that going in, um, going on, uh, Colonel Cochran startles them, and then they run off because they hear something. So they're just like, "Oh, we gotta get the fuck out of here." Well, he finds the stupid Chucky doll smeared with smeared lipstick all over his face. It's on the floor, so he knows in the back of his head, like he threw this doll away. But um, you can't do that with Chucky because he'll come right back, and that's been proven. So. Chucky startles Colonel Cochran with, you know, him saying, I'd like to be hugged. Look, Colonel Cochran throws his ass back in the trash again, and this pisses Chucky off because he comes back with a vengeance. Look, he scares the fucking shit out of Colonel Cochran so much, kill scene, that he gives him a heart attack. That's his kill scene. Like, talk about the easiest fucking kill for anything on screen, just about. Like, he literally had to do nothing. He just scared the shit out of this older man. Gave him a heart attack. I think he falls back into, like, a glass table. (laughs) Bye. There you go. Anyway, I'm going to take a sip. Because, like I said, I feel a little stopped up, and I'm hoping that I don't sound terrible. I mean, I'm still going to sell country, so <laughs> for you guys that enjoy that, well, it's it's still there. Utah did not change me. Mm. This wine is so, it's really delicious. It says it's velvety, rich, and smooth, and they are fucking correct in that. So anyway, we'll continue. So you have uh, the barber, the guy that cuts everybody's hair in the military. Don't remember his name. I just call him the barber. He's coming out while everybody's eating lunch or breakfast or something. And he's inspecting everybody's hair. I don't think that's protocol, but I guess he's just kind of like trying to see who needs to get a haircut next. And, you know, per usual with fucking teenage kids, Andy sees Tyler sitting at another table. So he's going to get ready to get up. And, well, somebody trips Andy, and his fucking plate of food drops, and everybody laughs, because fucking teenagers and kids, they always got to act like dicks all the time. Well, anyway, he picks his fucking food up, and he or picks his tray up, and he goes over there to talk to Tyler. And, look, he's just trying to warn him about Chucky, letting him know that he is not a good guy. Now, 
he doesn't get into detail and tell him why he knows that he's not a good guy. But nonetheless, he's just trying to keep Tyler safe. Um, that doesn't work because Tyler is just like playing on his little, looks like a Game Boy type thing. He's playing his game and he just doesn't care. He's just like, no, you know, Chucky's my best friend. Like, whatever. So you're not convincing this kid. You're not going to convince this kid. So all Andy does after his poor attempt at trying to convince him is he leaves him a pocket knife. Like a little bitty pocket knife for Tyler. He's just like, hold on to this. Yeah, that's not going to work. We, we know this. Like, it, it doesn't work. Anyway, so we jump back to the scene with the barber. And he's a dick, obviously. And he's giving Whitehurst a trim. And the whole time, like I, the reason why I keep saying I get like this full metal jacket vibes from this. It's not just because of the military. There was just something about the way that this character got so, you know, treated like shit, you know, and it just reminded me of that. Anyway, he's literally degrading him the entire time, telling him he's not cut out to be a soldier, and he finally gets up after he cuts his hair, and we see Chucky. We see Chucky again, and then, of course, the barber finds him, and he picks up the doll. I think he picks him up by like the head or whatever. And he kind of tells him like this haircut is not regulation. Well, no shit. Like he's a fucking doll. And so he sits Chucky in the chair. And at this point, Chucky is not moved yet. But you see his little fucking hand reach over to the side. And he grabs like, I want to say like a, it was like a razor, like a straight edge razor or whatever. And y'all know what's about to happen. Kill scene. Yes, he takes the fucking uh, razor, slices the barber's throat. Which, to me, honestly, I really love this kill scene. Just because it's like a little bit gory and it's like, oh, he actually sliced his throat. You did something, you know. You kind of, there you go. You, you're actually killing him. And, um... Anyway, so, okay, now Barbara's dead because fucking Chucky doesn't have time for this shit. And, um, anyhow, Whitehurst comes back down into the barbershop area and he left something. So, he sees that Chucky is alive. And, and Chucky just goes, boo. So, this scares him off. This scares Whitehurst off and he just runs the fuck out of there. I mean, he didn't have a heart attack or anything, which I'm not really sure if that would happen to me, but Jesus, I mean, everybody in this fucking movie, like Andy, the guy playing Andy, Justin Whalen, we'll, we'll kind of, I'll trail off because you know, if you've listened to my podcast enough, you know I go on a tangent about uh, five other things in between me actually talking about the movie. So Justin Whalen, when, when looking him up, I couldn't remember a lot of stuff that he was in, but, um... He was in Serial Mom, which I love. He played Scotty. It took me a second to recognize his face. But, yes, that's him. In this movie, he just, I hate to say it, but um, he's being a big fucking pussy. You're not really doing anything to prevent yourself or save your friend Tyler from Chucky. Anyway, we're going to skip past that. And we're going to go to, well, they're having war games. So, I guess in this military school, 
they kind of have, maybe it's like for training. I, I really don't know. I've never been in the military. I have never served my country. So I'm not really for sure. But, um, but much, much praise to anybody that has, you know, shout out to you. But it, like I said, they're doing these war games and I don't really know what's going on, but um, each team has a color, red and blue. So we have Whitehurst who joins the blue team and De Silva. Uh, she can see that he's like, you know, fucking scared. Well, it's because he just saw a doll come to life. And Andy knows that something is up as well, but he's not saying anything. And they jump to the next scene. And y'all, okay, Chucky is reloading. So they're going to use these, before I get into this, they're going to use, I guess, like these little paint, I mean, I'm really not paintball gun, guns, but basically blanks so that no one actually gets murdered while they're playing this war game well chucky's in there reloading all the guns with real fucking bullets because like i said he's out for a soul and in a lot of kills in the process because he's got to get the fuck out of this doll body well andy then confronts whitehurst about seeing chucky because he knows that you know whitehurst has seen chucky and he's fucking scared and it's just kind of like he doesn't say anything. He won't say anything. Like, Andy's just basically like, I know you know. And Whitehurst is just kind of like, mm-mm, no, not saying nothing. Which, I mean, maybe he should, but he didn't say anything. So, after that, they're while they're talking, they're all kind of sitting around, like, this campfire. And De Silva is telling a ghost story. And, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't even know why that part was put in there because to me it was totally irrelevant. And Andy gets up, and of course, she goes and follows him. And she, they're walking through the woods, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, Bay's about to make her move, right? And she doesn't really make a move, but she does uh, tell him that her first name is Kristen, which would have made it a lot fucking easier for me at the beginning to have either remembered that or known that because I'm sitting here trying to say her last name. I don't butchered her last fucking name 500 times. Anyway, so while they're talking in the woods and they're, you know, getting a little smoochy smooch, uh, they hear a branch break and Andy is on edge. Uh, you know, they, they hear, you know, they hear it. But then, like I said, fucking Kristen... She goes in, she gets her kiss, and there you go. It's like, ah, she finally did it. It's so weird. I don't really know what she saw in him because he was acting like a pussy. But it's okay. He was cute. So I guess that kind of, like, balances uh, out the other fact that he wasn't, you know, that brave. Um, anyway, so as they're kissing or as they kiss or whatever, you see Chucky in the background watching, and he's just like, Another one stupid fucking one-liner is like, damn, I really need to get out of this body. It's like, well, what were you going to do? Like, you need to get out of this body so you can make out with girls? Like, maybe. I don't know. So, uh, and also I'd assume no one was going to make out with a doll. So, uh, that would be one good reason for him to get out of that doll body. So, Andy is still trying to find Tyler because he knows that Tyler's in danger. We, we've known this since the beginning. Uh, Andy ends up stealing the map because Tyler is actually on the other team. He's on the red team, and Andy's on the blue team. And uh, he's with Chucky. Of course, Tyler's with Chucky. 
uh, or should I say Charles, because he does call him Charles a lot throughout the movie, but that's because Chucky was basically like, my real name is Charles Lee Ray. Uh, okay, yeah, we know. Anyway, so now with all of that going on, nobody can find Tyler. You have the whole blue team that's out looking for Andy as well. Everybody's looking for everybody because this motherfucker's with Chucky. Andy done walked off. That's the thing. Like, nobody knows where anybody's at. Anyway, I'm going to take another quick break. I'm just thirsty. Like, this, I, I almost feel like, I don't even know if this is going to be the worst movie that I've reviewed. It's really not technically the worst movie. It's just such a, to me, it was such a boring movie. And the boring movies sometimes are hard to put some uh, meat to them, you know? It's just like, I feel like it's, I don't know, it's just, it's boring to me. Anyway, we'll move along. So we have Tyler and Chucky uh, are talking and Tyler finds out that Chucky is not a good guy. Finally, you little fucker. You finally figure out that, like, Chucky's bad. Uh, you know, I don't know what it was. Do you guys think that it might have been all the fucking death threats and cursing that made Tyler decide that Chucky was not a good guy? Anyway, so De Silva is out in the woods, and we see Chucky... You know, she's out in the woods. I guess she's she's trying to help find everybody. And uh, all of a sudden, Chucky's ass just falls from a tree and he attacks her. Yeah, right? He then gets on the radio and calls Shelton because Shelton picks up. He, and he calls him a jarhead, which was, okay, kind of inappropriate. And he, look, he just wants Tyler. He needs his fucking body. That's the whole point. Chucky is holding, all right, so Chucky's holding this grenade. While he's holding De Silva hostage. And again, we're going to go with his fucking lines in this movie. And I'll throw in a little fun fact, maybe. I didn't do a lot of trivia or fun facts with this because this I just this movie is just so stupid. I, it wasn't really even worth my time for me to do all the extra work, I thought. But one thing that I did read about this was that Brad Dourif, who voices Chucky, um, Charles Lee Ray, whatever... Um, he said that this was his least favorite of the franchise. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you there, Brad. I, it's pretty, it's pretty stupid. But anyway, so Andy and Tyler, they find Chucky. Of course, Tyler is still scared of Chucky, so he got, he goes to Chucky and he lays down to play the game of hide the soul. Okay. So the blue team starts to shoot. I mean, look, they're shooting up everything, right? Because, uh, you know, it's part of the, the war games or whatever. They think that is, oh, oh we got to shoot everybody. And then Shelton sees Chucky give him the bird. Like, Chucky flips him off. All right, well, then here comes the red team. And they start shooting. And then they fucking realize that they were shooting live rounds. Like, because Shelton kills the Coming up, they shoot him, and you can see it go right through his body. Like, obviously, this is not fake ammunition. Like, you just killed this guy. And, um, anyway, so you have this hero moment. I wanted to throw this in here. Because, again, I cannot stress this enough. The fucking Full Metal Jacket-ish vibes that I get from this for some reason. We have Whitehurst. Chucky 
has thrown the grenade, okay? He, he's he's thrown the grenade because he's basically like, fuck all y'all, I'm going to blow you up so I can take this little boy and steal his soul. Well, Whitehurst sees that the grenade is thrown onto this, like, rock. And you guys, he decides to jump on top of it and sad kill scene. He jumps on top of the grenade, he blows up, and he's dead. I'm just going to say, it doesn't pay well to play the hero. Not all the time. This poor guy, like, you know, everybody fucking gave him such a goddamn hard time. And he ends up fucking saving most of them by jumping on top of the grenade and blowing his own body up. And this wasn't even real war. So maybe you guys find you a man like Whitehurst. He'll be dying for you and shit. I don't know. But anyway, that was kind of fucked up, but also was a kill scene. So now we're at a carnival. And this is where Chucky has taken Tyler. They're kind of walking through and uh, they see a... Or, well, excuse me, one, one quick second. Let me, let, me, let me backtrack. So Tyler is actually running through the uh, carnival and he sees a police officer. Because at this point, Chucky's come up missing again. Of fucking, of course, or he's gone. I don't know. Anyway, he sees the police officer and he's trying to get help. So, you know, Tyler knows that Chucky's after him. Well, this police officer is like, okay, you know, we're going to call for help. We'll get you help. Y'all, this police officer's like, oh, I know what'll cheer you up. He pulls out the fucking Chucky doll that, first of all, looks like he's been through hell and back. Has, like, blue, I think, blue paint or something on him. Why? Why do people think that a doll's going to help? I don't like baby dolls to begin with. But not, like I said, this doll is U-G-L-Y. He never had an alibi. He's ugly. I just don't, the Chucky ugly. Anyway, obviously that's not going to help him. So, we have uh, De Silva and Andy. They're running around trying to find Tyler. All right, and they happen to go into the tent where Tyler was. <laughs> He's not there anymore now, stupids. Anyway, kill scene. We have a police officer. He's dead. That's right. I don't really know how he got killed. It looks like maybe he got stabbed or who knows. Chucky doesn't play, and he ain't got time for that. So, De Silva takes the gun from the holster off of the dead cop, and off they go because, like I said, they're trying to find Tyler. Well, Tyler is now being held hostage once again for like the 10th time in this movie by Chucky. And because he's got to find a place so that he can do the, you know, take his soul. Do the whole, I don't, I don't know what really what it was called, but it's like he chants and shit. I don't know. I should know more, but I, shit like that I don't pay attention to. So anyway, they go into this ride called the Devil's Lair. The Devil's Lair is just like this spooky, ghostly looking ride. Um, it's a perfect place for hide the soul, if you ask me. So, Tyler, now, you know, they're they're up there. They find a, they find a little small spot or whatever, okay? They're going to try to do the whole thing to take his soul. Well, look, Tyler has gotten away from Chucky. And, and he tries to hide in this whole, like, it's like a roller coaster type ride. But it's like an amusement, no, I wouldn't say an amusement park. It's like a, a haunted house ride, basically. If you ever went to a carnival or a fair when you were younger, they'd have like the little spooky house and you kind of ride in this little cart. It doesn't really go very fast. And, you know, the whole time he's, you know, trying to um, basically 
run around this whole thing. Not a very smart choice, kid, if you ask me. And um, anyway, so we have, um, after he runs off, he's hiding. Um, we have, where did I, I think I kind of backtracked a little bit. Let me make sure I did that right. All right. Okay, yeah. So we have this bitch shooting up shit and not hitting Chucky. So De Silva. So excuse me for that whole really ridiculous part. De Silva is trying to shoot at Chucky, but she keeps missing him. She's a bad soldier, if you ask me, because my God. So he ends up, I think, shooting her, and she gets hurt. And so Andy, like, wraps her leg up because she got shot in the leg, I think. And she gives Andy the gun and tells him he can do it. I, I don't know about that. I had no faith in him. But anyway, so, of course, Tyler, uh, as with any horror movie, any movie, scary movie, whatever you want to call it, he gets his fucking leg stuck in this hole because he's stupid. He shouldn't be running around inside this ride. Well... As this happens, so, like, Tyler's kind of stuck in this, I guess it's, like, part of the ride. I don't really know. Part of, it's part of the props. And his leg is stuck. Well, there's this, like, huge, I don't know what it's called either. It's, like, this huge knife thing. It's, like, the Grim Reaper, the Grim, Grim Reaper, Jesus fucking Christ, holding the thing down. And, um, so, whenever Chucky's going through that part, well, it just slices half his fucking face off. Now, when you watch it, it looks like it chops his whole fucking head off. But then you see him kind of running towards Tyler. And it's just like half his face is chopped off. Well, you know, at this point, uh, this is still... Because Tyler's got his fucking leg stuck, right? Well, this is the perfect pairing for Chucky to try to do his thing and steal the soul. So finally, finally... Chucky starts his chanting, and the soul-taking starts. Well, Andy is still trying to get to Tyler to save him. Of course, he shoots at Chucky, misses the first time. But then he tells himself, just focus on the target. Just focus, right? And, uh, well, he ends up shooting one of his arms off, and then he shoots him in his tiny little toy chest, my God, have you not killed this motherfucker yet? Well, Chucky kind of jumps back and starts to attack Andy and Tyler. Like, he is missing half his face and an arm, and he's been shot in the chest. Well, right below him, there is this huge fan contraption. Uh, obviously, if you fall into it, you're going to get sliced up in a bajillion pieces. So, anyway... You know, Andy and Tyler are, like, basically hanging off the side of this cliff. One of Somebody's about to fall into this shit. But, y'all, it wasn't them. It wasn't Andy. It wasn't Tyler. It was Chucky. He falls into the fucking fan, getting cut up into a bunch of good guy pieces. And so, they killed him. <laughs> For now, not really. And you see right before it ends that De Silva is put into an ambulance and Andy goes into a cop car and she's just like, what the fuck? And he's like, don't worry. I've been here before. Like, how many fucking times have you been arrested for this doll play? This is ridiculous. But you guys, that's the end. That's it. But 
if you have seen the entire franchise, obviously, you know, it doesn't end with Child's Play 3. This is just where this movie ends. Jesus fucking Christ. Let me get right into the what did we learn section. Because I don't know if you guys learned anything. I don't feel like I've learned shit. Because this movie's stupid. Anyways, number one is that good guy dolls never die and they really aren't that good, guys. Number two, make sure to check your rifle for real bullets if you decide to participate in war games because you might kill somebody. Number three, playing the hero won't get you far. In fact, you just may end up dead, just like Whitehurst. Don't do it. Don't play the hero. And number four, uh, you can find romance while escaping a murderous doll. It's been proven, yes, you can still find love. So you guys, once again... This movie, Child's Play 3, is definitely not on my favorites list. But, as always, I have a good time recording and trash talking um, any movie, and especially this movie. And I hope that you really enjoy listening to me. And I want to give a huge shout out once again to everyone that takes the time to listen to my podcast. Just know that I appreciate each and every one of you all the time. If, if I have... 10 plays, 20 plays, 50 plays. It doesn't matter the fact that anybody takes the time out of their day to listen to me. I freaking love you. And as always, if this is your first time listening and you're just blown away by me, you can listen to me on most major podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. There are others, but I'll leave that up to you to find me on because I don't remember what they are. And... I have a question. Do you, want to be my, do you want to be my friend till the end? You can by giving me a follow on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Horror or by sending me a friend request on Facebook under Heather Silman. Until next time, my pals, remember to stay boozy and always stay spooky. Mm-hmm.